0: Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Dr. Nicole Byers has a PhD in clinical psychology with a specialty in neuropsychology. Nicole uses neuroscience-based strategies to help her clients boost their efficiency at work and defeat overwhelm. She has helped hundreds of busy professionals and leaders develop new mental habits and reach success. Thank you for joining us, Nicole. You have a PhD in clinical psychology with a specialty in neuropsychology. Share with us what you do and what gave you the courage to launch your business.
1: Yeah, my background is in psychology and neuroscience. I'm a psychologist who specializes in brain health. I spent a lot of time in university studying the science, psychology, neuroscience of why we do the things that we do and what holds us back from success. After I graduated, I spent a number of years working on a hospital neuroscience team, working with folks who had had injuries or illnesses that had impacted their brain health. And then after doing that for a few years, I transitioned to starting my private practice, where I still do some of that similar work. But I also do education and online coaching now, working with high achieving, mostly women who are struggling with burnout and how to recover from that burnout.
0: And it has to be so interesting coming out of COVID because we all went through so much mentally during COVID.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think that was a really interesting time for all of us to experience what that chronic stress did to kind of our bodies, minds and spirits. And I've been talking about this a lot lately, but we do really good in dealing with short-term stress, right? So early in the pandemic, we're all like loving the time off and everyone's making sourdough bread and things are great. But as things went on for a year and two years and now into year three, it's really taken a toll on again, our minds and our bodies and how much we're able to cope with that stress.
0: And I'm a working twin mom. I have eight-year-old twins, and you're right. You go through those stages and you think, I can do this. I'm so positive. I can homeschool and keep working and keep up with everything. I think I'm still letting go over time of some of the effects of it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think we all are, and I think we all will be for a while. If anything, something positive that will have come out of this experience is it's given us a chance to reflect on really what those expectations are that we set for ourselves as women, entrepreneurs, mothers. And what that means to us in terms of our daily lives. Mm-hmm.
0: We all procrastinate from time to time. I find it's good sometimes because that helps me work through something I'm thinking about. Other times we don't have the luxury to procrastinate. Why do you think we do this?
1: I think procrastination most often comes down to fear, at least it does for our brains. Our brains want to be comfortable, they want to be safe, and they want life to be easy. And so when we're up against something that doesn't feel easy for our brains, whether that's a task at work or a task at home, or it's something that brings up some of those insecurities, oh, I'm not sure if I can do this, I'm not sure if I'm going to be successful, what if I mess up or let something down? Our brain puts up a lot of resistance and says, "Mm -mm, I don't want to do this. And that can show up as procrastination and avoidance.
0: And what do you suggest we do when we are having these feelings?
1: I think the first part is recognizing that you're in that procrastination mode, recognizing that your brain is saying, oh, this feels uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. Taking a moment to even just take a few deep breaths to center your body, center your mind, reduce that brain's panic response, and then ask yourself, okay, what is it about this that I don't want to do? Why am I holding myself back from doing that? Because so often, once we're able to recognize why we're holding ourselves back, it makes it a lot easier to take action.
0: It's so true. And sometimes I'll ask myself why. And if I wait too long, I'll give myself the deadline to make sure if it's something that I don't absolutely have to do, but I want to do it. Sometimes giving myself that deadline helps. Such a great strategy. I love
1: deadlines. I also need deadlines to get anything done. And it can be just that extra little bit of motivation, like you said, to get in gear, get our brains out of that procrastination mode.
0: In today's media, it can be easy for perfectionism to take over. How do you suggest we overcome negative mental habits like people-pleasing and self-doubt?
1: Yeah, again, I really think the first step is even being aware that we're doing these things. Our brains want to be efficient. They want life to be easy, like I said. And so, so often these mental defaults of perfectionism and people pleasing go on in the background. Our brains are falling into these habits, into these patterns without us even being aware of that's what's driving our behavior. That's what's driving our response. So becoming more aware when our brain starts to go into that, oh, I need to make sure that I do this just right. Or I can't take on that new challenge because what if I mess up? Or what if I let someone down? Or what if I can't do everything and be all the thing? And then once we start to notice those thoughts, we're able to bring them into the open for our brain, which means that our brain can think about them more critically without them just going on behind the scenes, taking control.
0: I've been asking myself, what do I want to do instead of what do I have to do? I mean, I know the things I have to do, but it's also when you ask, what do you want to do? It opens your mind so much more. And with perfectionism, we all get stuck in the social media scroll. It's just harder today, whether it's habit of scrolling or how we feel when we're looking at someone's page or someone that might be where we want to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Our brains are really quick to fall into that comparison game of seeing everyone's social media posts and being like, oh, how come I can't do that? How come my life doesn't look as great as that? And we forget, one, that social media, often we only post what we want people Mm -hmm. to see. We're only posting the good things. And then we also forget everything that it took for that person to get to that point, whether it's a successful businesswoman or a leader or actor or famous person. It's taking them a lot of years, and a lot of hard work to get there. Overnight success isn't truly overnight success. And a lot of those people have help. And I think that's something that we so often forget is how much help those really successful people have to make their lives look so easy.
0: That's a good point and a good reminder because a lot of work goes into social media. It doesn't just happen. right? And it can be easy for us to look at something and think that it did. Yes, absolutely. And everything looks perfect
1: and everyone's house is perfect and everyone's having billion dollar businesses all the time, right? Mm -hmm.
0: If you're listening, you're working towards living the life that you crave, knowing what we want and setting goals are a big part of that. How do you recommend we set goals and more importantly, follow through with them?
1: It's helpful to have both long-term and short-term Goals, sometimes we set really big goals, which is fantastic and a great thing to have, but they're so big and so far in the future, it's really hard for our brains to keep sight of them. And so again, because our brains want life to be easy, they go back into that default of, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll procrastinate, or this seems impossible, I'm never going to get there. So when we have that long-term goal, but also some short-term concrete steps to reach that goal, it can be really helpful. So having a goal that's measurable, something, you know, if you succeeded or not something where you have a deadline, we talked about deadlines already for ourselves and something that's really concrete and easy to understand for your brain can be a great short-term strategy. And then all of those wins will compound for our brains because our brains love having success. And so every time we have those little wins, it boosts that motivation, boosts that confidence and makes us more likely to keep going.
0: That's good advice because sometimes we can set that long-term goal that we want, but then that will just lead us into procrastination and more overwhelm.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So you're, right, having
0: those little steps and those little wins will just keep us moving forward towards the overall goal. Definitely. We all experience overwhelm from time to time. As a twin working mom, I know I do, and I know I'm not alone, whether you're busy with family work or keeping up with a lifestyle, Overwhelm at times can easily take over. You mentioned it can lead to memory errors. What do you suggest we do when we feel overwhelmed?
1: Yeah, that's a wonderful question. And so sometimes how I like to describe it is our brains only have so many resources and how we use those resources is going to impact how successful we are with our daily tasks. If my brain is really stressed and overwhelmed because I am juggling my kids and juggling work and trying to think about getting home and making dinner and how am I going to get my kids to practice and all the things I have to do tomorrow, all of those thoughts are pulling away mental resources. And what that does for our brain is it sends our brains into a bit of panic mode. They say, oh my gosh, this is all overwhelming. I don't know what to do. And our bodies start to react. So we start to feel some of that stress in our bodies. We feel more tense. We start making mistakes. We're more likely to be forgetful, to leave our phone in the fridge or forget the five things we went to the grocery store to get and only come back with one of them because our brain doesn't have the resources to put towards those tasks. A great strategy if you're starting to feel that mental overwhelm, your body starting to feel that tension, your your whole mind body is starting to respond is to pause and take a few deep breaths, those really deep belly breaths through our stomach. What that does is it signals our brain that we can go into calm and relax mode. Because when our brain goes into overwhelm, when we start to stress out, our body responds. We don't breathe as deeply. We breathe through our shoulders and through our chest. So we get a lot more muscle tension, which just increases that stress response. So even taking a few deep cleansing breaths can relax our brain, free up those brain resources to remember where you put your phone or remember what you have to do next.
0: I think I relaxed my shoulders even more as you were talking. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting to think about our brain's in terms of amount of resources. I don't think I've ever thought about it that way. And I started to do 10 minute stretches every morning and you're so right. It changes the mental outlook of your day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Whatever that pause is, whether it's stretching or breathing or doing something, relaxing, sitting outside and getting some fresh air, just giving your brain that pause can free up those resources.
0: You believe perfectionism is bad for your health. Literally. Tell us why.
1: Yeah. And so that really comes back to how our brains and our bodies are connected. Our brains are doing a lot all of the time, right? They're trying to keep us walking, they're keeping us talking, they're keeping us breathing, they're doing all of these things. And so when we're putting a lot of resources towards things like making sure we're not making any mistakes, In any of our emails, making sure that we are on top of all the 5,000 things we have on our to-do list, making sure our house is perfectly clean just in case someone comes over and then feeling really guilty and mad at ourselves when we don't live up to those expectations. Because that's the negative side of perfectionism, right? Is It's great to have high standards until you start beating yourself up when you inevitably can't reach those standards. That's taking up a ton of those brain resources. So there's less resources left over for managing stress which we know takes a huge toll on our bodies. It can impact our sleep, it can impact our digestion, it can make us more likely to have pain and tension that we talked about already. And so as our brains and our bodies are connecting, as the stress begins to build, it makes us less efficient. We make more mistakes, which kicks that perfectionism into high gear again. And then the cycle can really you know, go on with that.
0: My biggest lesson was having twins because during that time, I've always been very independent. I had to learn to ask for help and I had to learn to say, okay, the dishes are not going to get done and I'll just have to do them later. And that was really a great lesson for me, honestly, because in, in the past I would be able to power through it or find the energy. But when the twins were born, I had to learn to look at life a little bit differently, which I'm grateful for.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine even just having one when my daughter was born, it was the same for me. You're sleep deprived, your brain's running low, right? There's only so much that you can do. And your primary goal at that time is keeping those little tiny humans alive and happy. And so that's where our priorities go. And it is, it is a shift. Just like you said, it's hard, especially when we are high achievers and we set high goals for ourselves. And we want to be able to do all these things to feel like we're having to let go can often feel like we're failing. Like we're not living up to those expectations. When in reality, what we're doing is making space for all these other things that we want to do. And that are really more important to us.
0: Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to live your joy each day?
1: One thing that I have been doing, I've really been focusing on this over the past year is taking some time to myself every night. I used to, as soon as I put my daughter to bed, I would spend the next hour tidying up her toys and putting stuff away and cleaning dishes. And then I was going to bed tired. I wasn't having any time to unwind, to relax. And so I've really been spending that last hour or sometimes half an hour, depending how easily she goes down, doing something that's just fun for me. For me, that's reading. I love reading fiction and nonfiction. It helps me relax. It brings me joy. And then doing simple arts and crafts stuff with no pressure on myself to be good at it Because that's something that I've learned is sometimes we start hobbies and then we put even more pressure on ourselves to turn those hobbies into something like, oh, I'm going to paint and then I'm going to sell my paintings. And then it brings away that joy and it puts that perfectionism back on everything that we do. So having a hobby, having a creative outlet that's just fun and it's just relaxing is really important for me.
0: I love that. Having a hobby with no expectations around it. I see how freeing that could be. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today and taking us back to our brains and why we do things and making us think deeper on the topic. Can you please tell listeners how and where we can find you? Yeah,
1: best place is probably my website. It's com. I have links to my blog and my podcast and lots of other resources.
0: Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Treffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.